you know, the, the AAA bond rating is probably, you know, is probably for a municipality, um, you know, it's probably the ultimate team award, right? It's mm-hmm. really almost equivalent to winning the Super Bowl. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFBR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass area, FM dial at 102.9, here for a Talk Franklin session with our town administrator, Jamie Helen. Jamie, happy Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th. Doesn't quite have the same uh, sting as it used to be when we were growing up as kids, Steve. I know. You know. Friday the 13th, I think Mike Myers in the movie's tainted us all on Friday the 13th. Right, uh, right. It's a beautiful May day. It's warm out. The, the flowers are blossoming and the trees are blossoming and we've got a nice five or six months ahead of us of good weather and sun. And hopefully we're, uh, hopefully everybody's looking forward to spring and summer. Yes, indeed. So you're not so superstitious about Friday the 13th. <laughs> no, I think when we were, I think when we were kids, it, it was a little, right? I mean, it was, yeah. I think the movies really did spook everybody. Uh, right. Great yeah. horror films. Remember, the, of yeah. course, they got kind of, they got kind of carried away with them and got some bad ones there at the end. But uh, uh, they're, no, they're, not yeah. too suspicious. By no, the time you get to the 15th and 16th remake, you know, <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> there's only so much you can do. Never mind after second and third. <laughs> and the hockey masks have developed into different hockey masks since right. then. You know, right. uh, uh, right. you know, the, the, the villain isn't going to wear those big helmets that they no, have. Then, no. you know, but um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm not too superstitious about stuff. I it's. I believe in in the living, in the real, in the present, yes. and what's here. I'm yeah. not really into a lot of mythical things. Of, no, no, that's fine, there. and that's you know, it's it's a good segue. I don't think we've had an opportunity to record on the Friday the 13th before, so I figured, hey, why not? Just you know, I don't think we have either. That's a funny. Um, that's funny that you mentioned that. I don't think. I mean, it's, it's been what two years of doing these on Fridays, and I think it's the first thirteenth that we've had. So okay, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> the odds are with us at some point. Maybe in time, it's going to do it. <laughs> So the other question is, I know you were away and people may not have known that, but do you still feel like you've been away? Because that's a key piece, too. <laughs> I do. Somebody asked me that. Ryan Jetty asked me that the other night. Um, you don't feel more. You don't feel I don't feel relaxed at all uh, the way you did. Right. But what helps is uh, on this given trip too, doing a lot of hiking. Speaking of mountain, climbing mountains, we'll talk about that in a minute. And, yep. um, and some concerts and seeing some old friends and. Um, you know, I, I think that what it does do is when you make some achievements and you climb to the top of uh, mountains, we went hiking in, in Joshua Tree and Mount Jacinto uh, National Forest and Griffith Park in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, we, we did some extensive hikes. Um, some, you know, it's hot. I mean, the sun's beating down. Sure. Those are some of the more challenging ones, in my view, just for me personally and my wife. And, um, you know, and what carries you and what you still feel are the achievements and the moments that you had. Uh, and that kind of keeps the, uh, the gas tank filled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these job, this job and any municipal job today is, is, um, is not one where anybody can say they, they still feel relaxed, um, you know, after vacation. But um, this was the trip that was planned actually two years ago when the pandemic hit. And at that time, it was intentionally, it was intended to be the first vacation I was taking after taking this job. 
Right. And it was intended to be an adventure trip. And it was funny once uh, my wife and I went away, we kind of joked saying, you know, we, we made it easy, do the same trip. We're not going to go research new things. You know, we'll just do the thing we were going to do. And, um, but it was a heavy, heavy, heavy adventure trip. And, um, and, <laughs> and it was like, we got there and all of a sudden we realized, is that what we really needed right now? <laughs> and, but, uh, you know, so, but like the two of us always do, you just dive in, you just do it. And uh, yeah. it was a lot of fun. And we were able to see a Good. lot of great people. And, you know, Good. we've been talking think- offline too, you know, we, you know, meetings, you know, being in Los Angeles for a week. You know, the, the policy wonk in me and the public servant in me, you know, my wife too, just couldn't help but notice how Los Angeles was coming out of the pandemic still. We were there a month after all the regulations had gone away and mandates. Sure. And it was amazing to see how the city is just still, you know, it, it's just still, it's still just working it out, right? Yeah. I think we take for granted here, you know, that we have been already worked it out. Um, it's not perfect. You know, we know cases are ticking up and stuff like that, but it, it, it pales in comparison to a major metropolitan area where it's just, you know, people are, it's, it's kind of like when you kick over the anthill on the driveway and all the ants scatter and they just go right back to trying to figure out how to rebuild the hill. That's kind of still what it is like out in Los Angeles. So when people watch TV or they see that stuff, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, of uh, tension and there's still a lot of, um, issues that the city of uh, Los Angeles still has to figure out. It's certainly not simple, but um, great trip. And uh, we're, uh, you know, we're looking forward, obviously, planning the next one. Yeah. So I think that gives us, and I think you already teased to it. So I'll follow that tease. And it's kind of, uh, it's better to have the journey than the destination, clearly. Because um, even when you're at the top and you get the view, you still have to go back down <laughs> if you haven't planned yeah. for it. <laughs> that, that that's part of the tra- that's part of the travel, right? And, but you also need to have challenges all the time because if life was so easy, yeah. it'd be boring. Yeah, this this was a this trip was anything but boring. And um, for people that know me well, uh, I do get bored quick. Um, and um, you only live once. Uh, you got one body. You got one time at it. You know, it's just one of those people that tries to make the most of it. So, indeed. So, in terms know, of making a lot of the fun. most of it, uh, here ah, in Franklin, as you're well aware, you know, yeah. there's been a series over the past what three, four weeks, maybe, mm-hmm. certainly a little bit longer in the progress towards it, but so many recognitions, particularly from both outside orgs, in terms of coming in doing kind of an audit. The fire department got their ISO class one. Lanson Heath did the audit and it's clean. We finally, you finally achieved the AAA bond rating. DPW got the Water Conservation Award for what? A a multiple time, not necessarily years in a row, but. It's the fifth award. Things are good. You're kind of, (laughs) to picking up on the hiking thing, you're kind of up on the top of the hill. (laughs) The only place now is down, and you don't want to do that, obviously. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny that hiking uh, metaphors, it's funny. My wife, uh, as a hiker, likes coming down the mountain more and uh, and doesn't enjoy going up as much. And Uh I'm the complete inverse. I hate coming down. Yeah, Uh, It's a knee thing. 
Yeah, well, it's, it's my a body. Different body but I love, sure. yeah. But I love uh, going up, and uh, I've done a lot of uh, mountains uh, across the world. Really, um, yeah. in America, I've climbed some pretty high peaks, and um, and um, and there's just a mentality about going up that I really <laughs> enjoy. The injuries for me are coming down. My wife yeah. is the inverse. Sure. Um, but on this case, um, as someone, you know, we just climbed a couple of peaks, as a matter of fact, um, and, you know, can't help but come back and use the same metaphor because it, it's like, wow, you know, after this week in particular, um, you know, and you'll hear this from me as a little preview of the budget, but mm -hmm. everybody in Franklin really needs to take that breath and that deep breath uh, in their nose and exhale out the mouth and really enjoy the view for a minute because, um, you know, I, I wish I could say I saw this coming. Um, you know, I, I think some of these designations that you just mentioned are things that you aspire to do, but you know, until they're there, you, you're always kind of on edge and trying to keep going forward toward it. And you never right. really think it's going to all get packaged. And I think yeah. uh, after what's happened in, in the exhaustion and burnout of the last couple of years that everybody at the local levels had um, to sit here today, as we go into spring and the budget and summer and some other policy discussions on housing and zoning and things, um, you know, uh, I think everyone in Franklin really truly needs to, um, step back from uh, the consistent outrage and uh, feelings uh, that they have, of whatever it is in the world, and just take a moment to appreciate and not take for granted that for a moment in time, um, you, the town of Franklin literally truly has some of the best uh, achievements, some of the best personnel, and uh, some of the best systems probably in the Commonwealth. And, you know, for those that don't know, I mean, our fire department was rated a few weeks ago as an ISO one. Yes, it's a bureaucratic acronym. But what does that mean to people? You have literally one of the top when they say Fortune 500 businesses. You have a Fortune 500 fire department. Like, it's not a joke. It's not no, me it pumping them off. It's four, it's 459 or something like that. <laughs> 459 fire departments out of 45,000. Uh, have this designation. Um, you know, we heard from Melanton and Heath this week. We've gotten, I think, since I've been here, at least, I, I know I can speak for Jeff a little bit before. I mean, we've had clean audits um, for a decade. Um, but even some of those audits, five, six, eight, ten years ago, had a few improvements. Mm -hmm. um, do this, do that. Um, and there was nothing this yeah. year. Actually, it's been a few years. We've had yeah, at least a couple of years, I, as I recall. No management item, no management you know, letter. Yeah. Um, the management letter, sometimes a lot of those just have some, hey, you got to do this thing with the warrants. You got to move this over here. Why don't yeah. you separate these monies out that? We'd like you to set up some accounts. It's usually some shell games, but 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 to have nothing, um, you know, uh, is is quite an achievement. And, uh, and then, you know, the... The AAA bond rating is probably, you know, is probably for a municipality, um, you know, it's probably the ultimate team award, right? It's mm -hmm. really almost equivalent to winning the Super Bowl. And um, people may, I, I understand this is, seems like a lot of inside baseball finance and stuff like that, but I try to use the analogy because it really is true. 
I mean, this is this is all about departments managing their budgets well, being able to expend money um, and uh, on on value added services, not just a lot of uh, fat and mm-hmm. grease. Um, it's really about financial policies, uh, implementing them. Um, it comes down to uh, uh, the security of the voters. Uh, the Community Preservation Act will be certainly referenced in the letter or voter approved referendums is what they right, kind of say. Right. The stormwater utility, which was not a piece of it, it, uh, it will not be in the letter verbatim. But uh, the fact that your legislative body is fixing a huge liability mm-hmm. um, that the bond rating agencies look at, they say, you oh, know, sure. stormwater is a liability. OPEB will be factually referenced because that's been ingrained in us for so many years now. It's part of most Moody's reports. But being in the top 10% in Massachusetts of being prepared for OPEB, these are huge financial liabilities. We've done the tortoise uh, policy, slow and steady. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, the AAA bond rating is really uh, accumulation of just about everybody in the organization doing what they need to do um, to uh, put us in a position um, to, at the end of the game, <laughs> to be able to make that one play. What do we hear from Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick all the time? You know, it's really about preparation. It's about repetition. It's about hard work. Mm-hmm. And, and they always job. say this, it's do your job, but they always say, you know, usually every NFL game comes down to one or two plays that are going to determine what it is. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. couldn't have done this without the entire organization, the town council, the finance committee. We couldn't have done this without, without being ready for that one or two plays at the end of the game that win you the trophy. Mm-hmm. And um, to get to that peak, um, you know, the citizens in town, um, I, I understand that I'm talking very positive. Not everybody's positive these days. Uh, we want to be negative. We want to focus on the one thing wrong and not, not the 99 that are right. But this is not the issue to pick apart on that, in my opinion. You know, um, you know the audits or the DPW conservation wars and other things, those go in and out. This is the real deal, Holyfield. This is the big. This is the big enchilada, and it really is. When you get to that uh, level, um, you know it, it's something that um, you know is extraordinarily special. It's something that I hope people in town really, really understand is 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 really the peak of it all. And so, yeah, and I think was, to, to reinforce what you're saying is something that we've been talking about between you and I, Tom and the quarterbacking sessions and other conversations, clearly Franklin has been operating well, not perfectly, clearly, but there's always opportunities. But this, from the outside org point, we've been given that seal of approval. And more importantly, clearly the costs of things, whether it's inflation now, inflation has has finally come back. It hasn't been around for a bit. But the overall piece, it always costs us something more each year to do business. This at least says, oh, by the way, it's going to cost us less than somebody else because we're rated such that we're going to, when we go financing, and oh, by the way, Mm -hmm. this is also a good time in advance of some significant finances that we're going to (laughs) need. 
between the Beaver Street Interceptor, potential fire station renovation, new one. I mean, the opportunities are there. And now we're going to be able to pay less for that. That's something that's it's not just a thing on the wall. Franklin residents should be able to appreciate this on a regular basis. And granted, yes, there'll still be some naysayers. Oh, the tax rate's going to go up. Well, it may go up by a percent, but it could have gone up 20% or something, right? Yeah. So it is. And, you know, it's just, I, I think um, uh, the st- a staff asked me yesterday, you know, well, what would the, the difference make? Well, one, financial policies and reserves. And when the letter comes out, people will see this, um, you know, the, the budget stabilization fund, the investment in the general fund, general stabilization, the open space, the MEC. Um, Steve, this is good old fashioned uh, family principles and values. Piggy bank. Yes. Right? Yes. Save. Save for the rainy Save. day. Save. You don't spend everything. And that is a that is a that's a big deal. Um, voter approved referendum shows incredible strength in the middle of a pandemic to be able to say 60 percent of the public at the highest election is going to vote to increase money for quality of life improvements in town. Um, liability on OPEB and stormwater, um, you know, um, and, and ultimately a lot of credit has to go to the town council and the finance committee, um, which we'll talk about in a minute, mm-hmm. um, letting us do our jobs. You know, we have an amazing staff. I pinch myself every day. Um, you know, I, I, I sometimes don't know how, why or what Karen and I do this. I wish there was a book I could say, Hey, or how's you, how do you do it? We don't. Um, but, uh, but the staff camaraderie, um, you know, people enjoy working with everybody. Um, but that makes it easier for the council to support the staff to do their jobs. Chris Sandini, our controller and finance director, has been doing this for over 30 years. Um, huge achievement to him and a huge, a huge shout out. And our treasurer collector, Kerry Bertoni, um, you know, uh, the same. So it's, it's been a huge achievement. And I'm sure people will talk about it again. And when the letter goes out, um, there'll be a lot of discussion. And, and uh, but for right now, um, you know, again, going back to the Patriots analogies on a Sunday night, um, you know, Bill Belichick always says he's like, "Well, you know, we're going to enjoy this one tonight, but uh, you know, back to work on Tuesday." Right, back to work on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, and Chris and Carrie, and also because it was mentioned during the FinCom hearing, uh, I had sat with them. I think while you were away. Doesn't matter, but we had a great conversation just discussing the mm. budget cycle. Yeah. And I learned a couple of things during that as well. Um, kudos to them because I, we, we had originally agreed we just wanted to talk about the cycle. I didn't need to prompt them too much. The conversation just flowed through the budget cycle because that's what they live every single day. As we've talked of, your cycle is always something happening with this year last year affecting this year, and then planning for next year. So you really got three cycles going at one point in time, which to a certain extent, and I know from some time from time to time, there is, well, it's FY23 or FY22, FY24. You've got a calendar year versus the fiscal year. And they made yeah. sense of it. It was great. And then for the FinCom, a couple of members to say, I listened to that and I learned something. 
that in itself, that, that's my award <laughs> because that's something that's going to be green. People can go to and listen. The audio is available. It's on the radio, but they can go to and listen and, and get the story. Yeah, this. Yeah, I think in in, in in here's one thing that I'll throw out there, Steve, and I think this is something maybe for you and others is, you know, we've talked about this a lot recently. We have a lot of new elected officials, right? We have a lot of new folks on the mm-hmm. school committee, the planning board, the town sure. council, yeah. and that's going to continue. Yeah, Why? Be because because demographic, we're just continuing to, mo- yeah, and and. And I think that the archives that you've built um, and the finance committee with the, with the, I love Bill Dowd's <laughs> deep dive series, right? Deep dives, like, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, the revenue control sheet forum that I did in a half mm-hmm. hour, I'm sorry. People need to take, if they want to be a player in the business and they want to be an active participant to make a difference, they have to spend the time listening to some of these shows that are half hour. It's not a lot, Mm -hmm. but they're concentrated, um, digestible, chewable bites of information that, that are holistic. I mean, I go back to the, the finance committee we did on the, on the revenue control sheet. Sure. And I said it that night, like forever here, this is what you listen to. If you want to (laughs) know where the town's revenues come from and what the cause and effect are. Right. And what's frustrating sometimes for staff, and I know it's the same thing, um, school side and, and for the other sides that deal with boards elected and appointed, is you constantly feel like you're just saying the same things over and over again, mm, re-educating, yeah. re-educating, yeah. re-educating, right. re-educating. Those are hours and hours off of all of our time away from doing other things when the material and the content are already out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying every... You, you know, the, 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 some of these shows that we're doing, Steve, or, or with Chris and Carrie, the one you did, is going to last forever. But I would bet to think, and I didn't hear, I didn't listen to it, but I bet to think that most of the content on that show that you did is probably germane four or five years from now. <clears throat> it's not really about today's number. It's really no. about how the system works. And I, is that yeah. accurate? It, it was perfectly, the only piece, ironically, was yeah. the discussion around getting to the AAA bond rating, which of course now we have, <laughs> right? So that's the one piece <laughs> that will have aged because yeah, we didn't spend time and deliberately, you and I do this as well. We don't necessarily talk about the numbers because the number today is going to be different than the number tomorrow. We're looking at the process because the process itself, to your point, where the numbers are coming from, whether it's from the hotel tax or whether it's from the local receipts, or that's the stuff people needs to want, need to understand as to those interflows. And then the numbers will come out as to what they are. And the numbers clearly this year are going to be different next year and different from the years before. But the process itself maybe gets tweaked once in a while. Some legislation adds this or takes that away. And now we get CPA as a factor we didn't have before, but the process itself is what's coming in. That's what right. can we afford? How do we prioritize? It? Yeah. And how much really in this case, how, many, how much do we want to save? <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's in there. Absolutely. So there's a moderating balance to all this. And I think that that's going to be reflected in the, in the, in the letter on uh, the bond rating. Is mm-hmm. that 
you know, the folks that want to just spend, 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 spend and load up, that is a failed, that is a failed methodology. And those that want to just tighten up and do nothing. Right. And like you said earlier, you know, just the tax rate goes up and we're going to complain. Well, that's not sufficient. either. And so there has to be a balanced and moderate approach to it all and a strategic nature to it all. And I think that, um, it's not like we ever thought we weren't doing right things, but to get it uh, to this level of validation feels heartwarming because it's like, oh, okay, this stuff actually all worked. And it's just like climbing the mountain. Mm-hmm. You start at the beginning and you're taking little mini steps and it's Step slippery and, and you're looking up and you're going, I got to go up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? Um, then eventually then the you hit a false you know peak, it, right? You hit you a false get there. peak. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, it's it, and you know if if you go hiking, there's always a moment where you're like close, and then there's some part of the trail that's so long, and you didn't realize you had to walk another mile around the whole thing to go up <laughs> to the ascent, and you 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 get frustrated, right? You're sure. like, oh, yeah. like, do I have it in me? Yeah. And then you just keep plugging away at it. And um, so it's a great thing. And I don't want to shortchange the DPW for the Water Conservation Award. They've won a handful of these. And if those want to go see the banners, go out of the DPW, they have them on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we, we did a, uh, a state mandated level one drought water conservation month um, because it hasn't rained a lot. No. And uh, there'll be fodder out there about a water ban. I can't water my lawn and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Well, we have one of the lowest um per gallon consumption rates in the state Um, our systems have um, very strong uh, leak detections Uh, we have fixed a lot of the really bad areas Um, our ini is very good and it's great for doug our water superintendent brutus and derek um, to be able to get that award this past week from the department of environmental protection Mm -hmm. charles river water association um, sees the town of franklin in, in that kind of light yeah, no, that's important. That's important. So aside from where do you go from here? Because clearly you're going forward. You at least got the uh, budget through the FinCom hearing, and now it's coming up in a couple of weeks to town council. Great hearings. Um, you know, I, I think um, it was great to see several members of the finance committee. We missed Suju Snap. We missed some old members, mm-hmm. Dave Moses, some others that, yeah. Mike, they've been around um, for many years. And so there's some newer faces, which is great. And um, I think over the last couple of years, you can start to see Steve, you know, several of the members, um, you know, Mike Kasberg and Natalie Riley and Tyrell and others starting to kind of get a little more comfortable um, inquisiting on what is in the budget. What's this mm-hmm. um, things they hear their parents. Right. So they hear, I think last night, so the schools, you know, their parents as well. And so they're sure. curious, Nicole yep. Corbacero as well, um, you know, and trying to figure out like what the odds and ends are on this, where are the investments, what are the policies? And it's great to see them kind of get involved. It was great to have the uh, superintendent McGuire from Tri-County come by and give an update for her first budget round. Um, she's a incredibly dynamic uh, a leader and uh, we look forward to working with her on the building project. Um, and I think what validates it for us as a staff is, you know, and we haven't heard this in Franklin. I don't think you have either. You know, there's not really a large acquisition accusations of a lot of fat and misuse of 
of money. <laughs> and if you look at the PD, the fire department, go through it. You know, you tell me where there's going to be a saving of a dollar. It's pretty yeah. hard to find. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's it's in same thing with D'Angelo, Mike D'Angelo's budget facilities and Brutus. Um, Brutus laid it out perfectly. He he's got the hardest budget to manage by far. Um, so many consumables, yeah. Inflation, consumables, expenses, raw materials, commodities. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's in the middle of a global economic issue about asphalt costs and what about granite mm -hmm. and can we get the materials? We just finally, after 13, 14 months of waiting, 14 months, finally got the dump truck we ordered uh, a year, 14 months ago um, from last year. Uh, so they're dealing with a whole set of new challenges. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and so it was a great hearing. And now it's on to the town council, May 25th and May 26th, um, two-night hearing. And uh, we'll just take it from there. Yeah. And as part of the innovations that Franklin TV, and I know you're aware of the meetings, in addition to being live streamed, Zoom enabled, cable cable enabled, are also now going directly for the government meetings, at least to YouTube as well. So kudos. to How's that, that going to, I mean, we, we don't need to talk about it necessarily now, but I am curious. I mean, does that mean that they're going to be live streamed on YouTube? They were oh, live somebody out there. Okay. Well, yeah. Yep. And the very first night, I know there were two users because I was in on one <laughs> <laughs> to, to check and see. Obviously, I had it muted so I could do my reporting in the meeting. Um, but it also helps in terms of, OK, so you missed the meeting last night. My recordings always take a day or so. Now the YouTube link is available after the meeting. So you can go out to YouTube and see the meeting at your yeah. leisure. So in terms of info on demand and then the archive we were talking about, it's there. So it, it's, um, it's another progress. It is another progress. And I know I've gotten a lot of requests for that. Um, and, and just wanting to, uh, everything's on demand. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. You right. know, I mean, I know there's a lot of folks that watch at home at seven o'clock prime time, you know, um, you know, they watch all the meetings and whatnot. And so that's mm -hmm. great uh, on TV. Um, but I think that, um, from a citizen engagement perspective, I think the on-demand piece with YouTube is a, is a is a huge leap forward. Yeah, yeah, and still out. Uh, Pete and others are still looking at how we'll do some of the other stuff. Certainly, the mm. the sports had in many cases been live streamed as well. How much we put those out to YouTube? How much we do some of the other public access stuff? That's still TBD. But at least all the government meetings between school and town. Um, those will go from the chambers out to YouTube. So that's great. It's that's a nice great. step. Yeah, indeed. Well, and then uh, next time we'll probably talk about some of the recommendations because while the NAPC forum is coming up, mm. by the time this will come out, it will have just happened, but we'll find out what the recommendations are. And I know that's going to be the start of another process to the point of, okay, they're saying this, what do we really need to do? How does that work? How do we make that work for us? That's, that's really where it's going to come down in the next several months. This is, um, you know, the, the, the zoning stuff. Uh, a lot of people have complained to me. It's, it's too boring. They don't understand it. And I think to some degree it, it has turned off, uh, some people in town, mm. um, um, and some of those folks, I think, are people that were interested in kind of downtown or 
business development or restaurants. And, and so it's hard to make that connection between real life and zoning. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, it, it, there's nothing I can do about that. No, um, no. Zoning is zoning. And, and this is another one where I think um, in today's day, it's just we have very little time. And this is a topic that requires a lot of time. Uh, Counselor Hamlin is probably my um, example on this because, you know, she's a very smart woman and came to meetings before she ran for office. And she'll tell you, you know, going to those meetings for a year, year and a half beforehand, it takes a while to digest how a zoning bylaw gets through and what the process is and, and what the, what the, what the power centers and alignments are on that Mm -hmm. and when to make an idea put forward and, um, and, but the, the forum is on Monday, the 16th to put out the recommendations. Some of these recommendations are not going to be a shock to anybody. They've been stuff that we've heard from in the past, I'm sure. And some of them may be new. Some of them are things that we won't do or couldn't possibly do right now. This is not intended to be a, a six month study. It's supposed to be something that presents a series of options probably over the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, as things move forward. So, um, you know, some of the recommendations are, are going to be uh, things we've heard before. Some of them are going to be uh, controversial. Uh, yeah. They may generate their own level. I'd be surprised uh, if at least uh, one or two wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what good would it be if it wasn't? You know, you know you if you're not going to do something somewhere. to get a little bit of a reaction, yeah. then like you said earlier, it's just boring. If it was easy. Right. Um, right. This isn't meant to be, so these issues don't come up without conflict. So people have to be ready for conflict, yeah. uh, debate, maybe even a little arguing um, over it. Uh, uh, but uh, it's still a, a, a massive achievement to get to this point. Um, we'll see on Monday uh, some of the recommendations. But even Monday, it, to your point about this pod, about this session coming out even after, for those that are listening now, what people really need to – I've been trying to emphasize this to me is everything is not going to be fixed or implemented over the summer. This is stuff that are going to take months and years to debate, right. develop, yep. tweak, yep. rewrite, yeah. and and maybe things don't get approved for a while. Maybe maybe the elected officials say we're not ready for certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the community might say that. Um, we've heard a lot of feedback and negativity about growth in downtown. There's some mm-hmm. that don't want anything to happen. Sure. Um, and their voice matters as much as you and I, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. so it'll be a a, a, a great process, and um, you know we just want people to 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 really just um, you know take it as it comes, continue to stay engaged, read about it, think about it, comment about it, um, and just not get too anxious that um, that a lot is going to change quickly. Growth and development zoning take years to do and it takes years to implement there is mm-hmm. not going to be some big house that's going up right today right um there's no amazon two-day prime feature for this stuff it just no. doesn't happen no um, it'll take a while no and i think by setting our example in terms of having a civil discussion around a variety of topics that's really what's going to carry us forward is having that civil discussion to your point when we started this you know take the breath relax. It's not the end of the world. Don't make a mountain out of the molehill. It's going to be a long slog as we go through the process, but let's, let's go together and, and we'll get, 
to a better space together. We're going to end off. I'm going to end off my the session today with the light and fluffy stuff, housing, right? Yes. I mean, couldn't be a more uh, rough topic. It's probably one of the top couple in Massachusetts, one or yep. two that is the most toxic and in, in, in conflicting yeah. today, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, on the one hand, we've got people that are telling us absolutely don't build anything, app, don't let anybody else in. I, you know, there's the nimbyism factor. There's this fear of Somerville, which I don't know where that comes from, but um, there's this fear of, of a lot of stuff on that. And then there's the, the folks that are saying, you know, we, we, nobody can afford to live here. The affordability is down. We've got the governor saying, build, build, build. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that we do need more housing stock. We do need more deed restricted affordable housing stock. And we can't just do nothing. The cost of inaction is way greater than the cost of action. Mm -hmm. And I've criticized the governor and others on this, you know, where they make a a, a bulletproof, uh, they make a bullet statement, bullet point statement. You know, we're going to do this to, to create more housing. It generates a lot of excitement and fear. But in reality, as you know, Steve, Finding a plot of land, engineering it, proposing it, applying for it, going through the permitting, getting the financing in line, and then actually building it takes years mm-hmm. to do. Sure. So the longer we delay all this, <clears throat> it's just delaying the housing crisis that we are currently seeing in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's you know, one of the points that will certainly a little preview of my points that we'll have, you know, down the road on some of these issues where, you know, we just can't not do anything because when you stagnant like that, it just takes that much more longer to build. And I think there is a a delusion of grandeur from a lot of people in society today and it's due to the rush nature of complicated lives that somehow it's monopoly houses and we can just plop them up like an old Levittown, that's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, if somebody walked in today and said, I have a designed subdivision or a housing complex, by the time they get through permitting and by the time they go through the regulatory process, and by the time they get the financing and actually build it, you're looking at a three to four year cycle at best. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, I think, and, by the, and then filling the units. <laughs> so yeah, and filling it, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it is a long, long, uh, part of this. And so I, I think that there's, uh, you know, people um, really need to take it as it comes and not make a lot of hypothetical assumptions and, and really just follow the facts in front of them. So uh, if you can't tell, I'm excited for it. Yes. No, I, it, it's, it's been on my watch list for the past couple of years. Housing and the mix of housing certainly is something we need to look at carefully. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I know we'll talk more about this as we go forward. So certainly thank you for taking time on this Thanks, Friday. And uh, for those listening, uh, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. 
Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.